We're so glad you're watching today with Marilyn and Sarah. Do you like good news? I love good news. In fact, sometimes I don't watch the news because <laughs> it's not very good. So here's some good news for you. Amy called our prayer warriors and she gave us a praise report what God did in her daughter. Her daughter had uh, lymph node cancer and went in for surgery. Um, but when they did the surgery, she called and said they couldn't find any cancer. Uh, and that's an answer to prayer because she called for prayer. So I just want to encourage you with that amazing testimony that God has answers to your prayer. So hop on the phone, get on the website. We like to pray for you. And we see God do amazing things, answers to prayer um, that really just kind of blow your mind. So hop on the phone, get on the website. We like to pray for you. And I think this is going to be an awesome time today. And I think what you're going to receive is just going to be beyond what you can imagine or expect. So get your heart ready. We have, tell us his name. Evan Horton. And Evan Horton has been my friend for 33 years. You think, oh, he's too old to give me wisdom. Oh, he has too much experience in the Word of God, and he will give you wisdom. So be sure you keep your heart open today to receive. It's really good. And also, I just want to thank our partners. Partners, you're such an essential ingredient for helping us to cover the earth with the Word. We couldn't do what we do without you. So thank you again and again for being partners with us. And if you have a need in your life, we just invite you to hop on the phone, get on the website. You know, sometimes we don't want to ask God. We don't want to, like, quote, bother God with something this trivial or small. Or sometimes we struggle because it's like, oh, my gosh, it's such a monstrosity of a, of a thing. I can't ask this too big. But God is a God of both the big, the small, and everything in the middle. So hop on the phone, get on the website. We like to pray for you. And let's join this interview now that will be incredible. We're so excited and we want you to come with us to Egypt in the fall. Oh my goodness, Egypt? What are you talking about? Well, we're going to see some amazing things. We're going to see the pyramids. We're going to see the Sphinx. We're going to go on a five-star Nile cruise. Are you kidding me? Who gets to do that? <gasps> it could be you. You might get to do that with us. So I want you to hop on the phone, get on the website. We have information. We want to pray for you and we want you to come with us. Plus, mom, we get to minister. Oh, we do. And that's powerful in Egypt because we get to lay hands on the sick. We have real open doors and we're going to have a ministry training school. And the more hands we have, the more miracles we can see. And I want you to be a part of it. So I want you to contact us today. You say, I don't have the money. I don't have the time. We're going to put you on a list where we pray. Because you have a rich heavenly father. And he can make a way for you to go. And God needs you in Egypt. We're so glad to have Pastor Evan Horton with us. Thank you so much. Thank you. We're very really glad you, Pastor. you're here. Privilege. Now, Mom, how long have you known Pastor Evan? 33 years, is 33 that right? 33 years, yes. And I knew him because I was back in New York, mm -hmm. in Niagara Falls, and we were having a charismatic conference, and he and his wife came, didn't necessarily believe in the baptism of the Not Holy really. Spirit, and God filled them with the Spirit. So we have a long-term relationship. Nice. Now, Pastor Evan, not everybody in our audience knows kind of who you are. Give us just a quick little back background biography, and then we'll jump into, sure. I like this book, Spiritual Seasons. Thank you. It's a privilege to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, yes, 33 years ago, I was pastoring uh, in a mainline denomination and encountered the power of the Holy Ghost. And that just changed everything, night and day experience. 
and since then it's been quite a journey. I uh, was pastoring in Canada, uh, then transitioned to president of a college and seminary in Canada. And then the last 13 years have been pastoring Brownsville Assembly in Pensacola, Florida in a post-revival situation where an interesting season where it was the longest and largest running revival in U.S. history, but then what do you do when the revival services cease? And that's what we've been working at and doing since then. And I think a challenging thing for them because for one thing, the church is in kind of a bad section of town. It's the most impoverished community from in the whole panhandle of Florida. And uh, every negative statistic, that area was off the charts with crime, domestic violence, truancy, poverty, just a really tough time. And the phrase I use, the revival touched the world, but it didn't make life-changing impact on that neighborhood. So now we're working at making a difference in that community. That is awesome. And I like spiritual seasons because... Ecclesiastes <laughs> talks to me, reads me, because I think it lists 24 seasons. Yes. But I like what you bring out in here because in spiritual seasons, it says in Ecclesiastes 3.11, he makes everything beautiful in his time. Right. Now, my time is faster, <laughs> but his time. So, Sarah, he has some wonderful things to share. But I want to say this about our friendship. When I have had some crises or decisions to make, I have felt very free to call you. And you pray a lot, and you have given me wisdom for those times. So thank you for helping me in my seasons. <laughs> well, the feeling's mutual because when I need prayer as well, I'll send you a quick text you and you'll be praying. And That's so good. it's uh, it's been good. One of the things I've always said is, is I, I, I just wish pastoring came with a magic wand. Uh, you're healed, you're delivered, you're, you're provided for. No crisis. You're out of that season, but that's not the way it works. And, and I've just seen some frustrations in people in the current season they're in. And so I really felt led to write this book and just share God works in seasons. He does. Mm -hmm. You know, when you pastor and you watch people kind of go through seasons, um, what do you say to them? I mean, there's great seasons where, woohoo, everything's smoothie groovy. Well, the, the first thing I try to say is, is, is I, I, I know you're having a tough time. Because that's usually, they don't call when they're having great times. They, they right. call when it's tough. Right. And, and I share with them exactly what Ecclesiastes says, that it's a, it's a season and it will change. Um, the key is, is what is God trying to teach us in that particular season? And, and I think we're trying, he's trying to teach us something. We need to learn that and we grow. I love the mountaintops, I love the summer season, but that's not where I learn the most. Uh, quite often it's in the tough ones, the winter seasons, that's when we learn the most. And I just want to encourage you, you're watching right now and you probably might be in a difficult season, might be in kind of the winter season and it's, it's challenging, you know, it feels like nothing's fruitful, there's a deficiency, kind of everything's dormant maybe even seemingly dead. And I just encourage you, hop on the phone, get on the website. We want to pray for you, but also encourage you to grab this copy. Grab a couple of copies of this book because here's the deal. You, if you're not going through a tough season, you know a tough season will come. Right. But you also probably know people who are in tough seasons. And so I just encourage you, this is a great resource, a great gift to give people. And I love it because, look, it's short. It's concise. So you can read it. You don't have to have a master's degree to get through it. It's really helpful. So hop on the phone, grab a couple of copies, and it'll be a tremendous resource, blessing to you. And, and you know, when you're in those, in those dormant, dark seasons, what, what are some key things to help us? Well, that it will pass. 
that there are some things God's trying to show you and, and help you through with that. Can I stress yeah. that? It will pass. Did right. you get it? It <laughs> will pass. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. That's fine. And, and I remember when I was pastoring in Toronto, we were near the national office of the assemblies there, the denomination I was part of. And, and uh, I had a, a executive officer's wife come to me and she started to doubt her salvation. And it was tough. I mean, she had a hard time and she just said, I don't know. I, I've lost that sense of assurance. And, and there was no sin in her life. There was not lack of faith. It just was cold. It was hard. And she felt like her prayers were bouncing off the ceiling. Heavens were brass. And, and so we just began to pray. And, and I remember about six, seven months later, she called and she said, Pastor, I have to tell you that season has passed. I said, tell me what happened. She said, I was doing the dishes in my kitchen and a robin landed on my windowsill. And I looked at that and I saw life. And all of a sudden, new life came into my heart. It was an instant moment of a season changing. And that was a beautiful thing. So I share those kinds of stories with people that are struggling and how they're getting through that. Now, she has a testimony. And she has a story that she helps others that are in a winter season. And the ground's hard. It seems cold. It seems dark. And how God got her through it. And she's learned how to hang on in the midst of that. And you mentioned four seasons in mm -hmm. particular. And I would love for you to call us and just leave a prayer request. We don't counsel. But maybe you're in a season of depression. Maybe you're in a season when you've lost a loved one. Or you're just in a season when you think, where is the Bible? I don't even know how to spell it. We don't counsel, but we pray. And the book, I'm telling you, I know this book. It works. Do you know Ecclesiastes that you quote from mm -hmm. in here? It's called a wisdom book. Yeah. Who wants to be stupid? So you need to get the book. Because as far as I'm concerned, I always could use more wisdom. Amen? It's true. <laughs> the other thing, too, from that story, you know, I think sometimes when a season, we want a season to have a miraculous, supernatural conclusion. You know, like there's this lightning bolt and all this, like, amazing. But, you know, doing the dishes doesn't sound like a lightning bolt. Right? I mean, that's just a daily thing. Well, and, and it's even like finding the seasons. I've, I've got friends up north sending me pictures of the ice melting and saying spring is here. <laughs> and, and it takes a while for ice to melt. And sometimes seasons can change overnight. Sometimes it takes a, a little bit of time. And, and again, it's, it's key. We put finger marks on, and points on when a season changes in the calendar. God doesn't do that. Uh, I remember one time in Toronto, we had a, a snowstorm in May, Mother's Day, of all mm, things. Wow. It was shocking. And yet, spring was there, and the flowers were blooming and starting to come up through the ground. God's timing. God's seasons. And, and He sets them. And so it's, it becomes an issue of submission, of surrender and trust, uh, that God's got this. That's good. That's good. You know, and I was, I've been memorizing a little bit. Uh, Psalms 40 and in it verse 4 and I just posted on this with my Facebook today I was like blessed is the one whose trust is in the Lord it says it blessed is the man who has made the Lord his trust and uh, it's in dark seasons difficult seasons um, it seems like we foster trust and that's hard right 
I mean, it is, and uh, you know, it's like don't ever pray for patience because <laughs> it'll no. become trying and difficult. Right. And, and and the faith grows, the trust grows in those difficult seasons. Mm -hmm. And and I remember hearing some people talking about going into a difficult season, and they they see it coming, and they go, "What do I do? How do I prepare for that?" I said, "Just go deeper, take more time." Um, Deborah always accuses me of, of going wide. I look for the, the many in the church, and I want to care for everybody. But she'll find one person, my spouse, my wife, and she'll say, no, this person needs help now. Let me walk with her for a little bit. Mm -hmm. and, and she will help them in their current season as they're moving into a difficult time. Mm -hmm. uh, we just were a part of a, a young man who committed suicide. Yeah. And the parents are in a tough season. And... I don't, I, I've never lost a child, so I don't understand how hard that is. But at the same time, I know how tough it is, and they just need someone to walk with them. I can't change their season, but I can walk with them. Mm -hmm. I just encourage you, hop on the phone, get on the website, grab mm -hmm. your copy of Spiritual Seasons, because it's not only that we go through seasons, but like just Pastor Evan said, others go through seasons. And, and how do we walk with somebody, walk alongside of somebody who's in a, a rough season? And you may not know how to do that, but this book will give you a resource to do that as well as help others around you. So I just encourage you, hop on the phone, get on the website. This will be a tremendous help for you today. God's supernatural work often follows a seasonal pattern. For your gift of $29 or more, we will send you Spiritual Seasons by Evan Horton. Through this teaching, you will discern God's unique seasonal movements and align yourself with Him so that you can receive every promise and provision released by His supernatural grace. You will recognize what season you're in, embrace God's specific path for this time, and flourish in His abundance no matter your circumstances. Also included in this offer is Marilyn's Enjoy Life book. Reading this book is like having a candid conversation with Marilyn about life's different seasons, the good and bad, triumphant and trying, and finding new ways to really enjoy the life God has given you. We'll also send you the Renew Your Mind booklet. We are what we think, so renewed minds result in transformed lives. And finally, we'll send you our Trusting God Scripture card for easy reference to God's encouraging word. God has a good plan for every season of your life. Partner with heaven and watch His purposes unfold. Call or click today to receive this powerful resource. Mama, what if you saw me suffer? When I wandered streets of night. My friends, their thoughts, did things they don't want me to see. When you can see my ribs one with my hair is falling out. I can do everything it takes. season of life are you in? So I think when you get in Ecclesiastes and get into your book, we begin to see that seasons are supposed to be spiritual. They're not just, oh, let me get through this. <laughs> and I think you bring that out very much. But do you think pastoring has helped you? Well, that's really where I got it out of was, was pastoring, trying right. to help people. Um, I have a phrase, just when I think I've seen it all. 
someone calls me and they have a new way that they've gotten messed up in life. And, And I got thinking about it one day about how we have the seasons of this earth that God created and and he said it was good and then I realized you know the same thing happens in our spiritual journey it happens in our uh, journey with our families and relationships Um, I I just see it sewn into everything of life that God has brought seasons to bear and he uses them Uh, when my husband died you know and I've been married a long time uh, the morning after his death uh, I'm singing in the spirit Mm. singing in tongues and I said why am I doing this you know at this time and so I want to encourage you and the Lord said to me because I danced over you in the night Mm. that was a season but it was not a bad season because of the power of the Holy Spirit. And you bring that out in your book. Yeah, when, when you look at how God brings things through in his creation in nature and how every season has a purpose, I believe the same is true in our spiritual journey. Um, the spring season was thinking of that for, for this moment that what do we do in spring? The, the garden centers are full and the seeds are out and the soil and everybody's getting things ready for summer and harvest in the fall and we plant those seeds. And quite often we have a season spiritually, even with our families, where we're planting seeds in our children and our grandchildren, and and we're wanting to see that season of spring and we look at it trying to bear fruit. It doesn't just happen, it takes time. Spring is a time of planting, it's not a time of harvesting. And what a farmer doesn't do when he plants seed in the ground for a crop is go poking at it and messing with it. No, he lets it take root, let God do his thing and and work in that season. And so many times when we have family members, especially children that aren't walking with God and we're burdened by that, realize the seeds you've planted are there. They have life in them and they're going to grow. Don't go poking at it and pointing fingers. Mm -hmm. Let God do his work through that season, even in the springtime when you've planted those seeds. And, and uh, I've got grandchildren, and, and sometimes my kids will call frustrated with them. They're 8 to 11 years of age. And, and I'll say, oh, when they become teenagers, it'll be easier. Oh. <laughs> they said, pastors aren't supposed to lie. <laughs> and, but at the same time, even though that may be difficult, you've planted good seed. It's right. going to come back. Right. And, and the thing that I thought was is there's someone watching that's, that's having a hard time that has kids that have walked away. Uh, you've planted good seed. It's going to bear fruit. Yeah. And it would be good for you to call in and just give us first names. Don't go into a lot of detail. But give us first names so that we can pray with you. And, of course, when you call in, you know, get the book or get two or three books. Because, folks, this is a small book. It's an easy read. But it really is application. I mean, you won't say, well, I didn't get anything out of that book. It will really, what can I say, apply the wisdom of God where you need it. Now, I like to give books away. So I always get two or three books, and I pass them on. So someone said to me, you always have a book to give, don't you? I said, yeah, this is a good one. The other thing, too, I would ask, you know, what do you say to somebody they're not, they're not going through, like a parent? They're not going through the crisis or the difficulty, but someone they know is. And, and you know, walking alongside of the person who's going through a struggle. So Job's friends, right? I mean, Job went through hell and back, and that was a tough, quote, season. But Job's friends, you know, <laughs> it says they were quiet for seven days when they came and they saw him. They didn't say anything to him. Maybe that was the best time, right? Because the rest of it was... 
Messy. Brutal. What do you say? Your friend, your parent Messy. walking alongside. What do you say to them? Well, it, it's the same, same thing I tell young pastors when they're starting ministering. And you always feel like you have to say something. No, you don't. It's, it's what I call just ministry of presence. Just be there. Just walk with them. Uh, I remember driving through a snowstorm in Canada, and, and it was pretty tough. It was just, you know, the headlights could just show the two lanes in front of me of the tire tracks and trying to get through, and Deborah was with me, and she never said anything. But I saw her lips moving. She was praying <laughs> the whole time. That's really not a time for conversation. There's nothing you can say. Uh, I get asked what's the most difficult ministry situation I've had, and I, I think it's, it's seeing a young person pass away too soon. And, and the parents are looking at me. Their friends are looking at me for answers. I may not have any. I have to just simply say, you know what? This is a tough season. Let's walk it together. And it's just that ministry of presence. You don't have to have all the answers. And, and Job's friends tried to. They didn't have good ones sometimes. It wasn't good answers. And, and sometimes it's just try to just be there. It's, it's not answering all the questions because we don't have them. And that makes us feel uncomfortable. It's the pause, right? <laughs> right it's the quiet. Right. We want to fill it in. We want to do something. We want to fix it. And I think sometimes we want to feel better about ourselves, you know, because we're uncomfortable with their pain. I just encourage you, hop on the phone, get on the website. If you have a friend or a parent or a kid who's going through a difficult season, of course we'd like to pray for them, but we also want to pray for you. How, how can I do this ministry of presence? Um, and being attentive, being just being steady and walking alongside. It's very, very important. And when you call in, of course, grab your copy. This will be a helpful resource for you. But that ministry presence, walking alongside, it's tough. It is. And, and in our society today, you know, we're, we're on the phones, we're on social media. Um, you know, statistics are just going crazy with how many hours we spend on our mobile devices. It hasn't reduced our amount of television watching one bit. It just adds to it. I believe it's between 8 and 11 hours per day a young person is now on their, on their mobile device and social media. Um, we're wanting things to change quickly. It's not the way it works with God. Uh, it doesn't happen that way. And so we need to walk into people's lives. Uh, when I have a tough situation, I don't send emails. I don't send texts. I either pick up the phone and call so they can hear the tone of my voice. But if they're close by, I want to see them face to face. So they can hear my tone. They can see my face. Get the sense of that presence with them. Uh, that's what we can do in helping one another is just being there for people. That high-tech but high-touch where mm -hmm. we're in, in I presence. I like that. High-tech, high-touch. That's good. I, I love technology, but yeah. let's not abuse it or misuse it. Let's put it in its right place. There's nothing more than just sitting down and saying, tell me what's wrong. How are you doing? Mm -hmm. And I, one of my favorite verses is Exodus 33:11 verses through 13, Moses spoke with God face to face. Yeah. And there's a lot to be said for that touch thing. And even sitting down, and I couldn't agree with you more. I had a friend who went through cancer, cancer mm. treatment. And, mm -hmm. and uh, from time to time, she just wanted touch. You know, she's getting cancer, chemo treatment, all that. And she said, could you just hold my hand? I'm like, yeah, I could hold your hand, you know. And it's that sense of touch. And I think that's how Jesus touches through us as well. It is, and, and his presence. And I think that's some of what happens in the seasons. 
God's trying to draw us closer to him. He wants that relationship, and it's, it's not stagnant. I love having the transition of seasons, and, and we can't put a timetable on them. They come when God's ready to say, all right, nature, it's now time to change a season. We're going to move from spring to summer. We're going to move from summer to fall. Um, and, and they happen repetitively. And so it's not just one winter season in life and one fall season. It continues through. Um, and I think we miss it even in relationships where there are seasons that we have and we go through in our marriages with our kids, with our friends, with our colleagues at work, with our Christian brothers and sisters. There's seasons. I think something, too. Uh, I know one time when I was in a season of depression, it was just a hard time, physical time, too. And I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? You know, and he spoke to my heart. I didn't hear an audible voice, mm -hmm. but I got this impression. He said, I want you to call sick people. And I said, but I'm sick. But in calling people and praying and helping them, it helped me come through it much faster. And that's why I encourage you to get the book. Because you know sick people. And you know people who are depressed and going through horrible, horrible things. And so we need to minister to those people and not look down on them. Well, I haven't been through that, so how would I know? Well, you know you can give them the Bible. You know mm -hmm. the power of the Holy Spirit, and you can give them a book. So you can call in, give us the names of the people. We'll pray, of course. But I like books to pass out. They will work while you sleep. You know? <laughs> I think sometimes we can't tell them anything. Oh, they don't want to listen to us. But you can leave a book. So the book is a missionary. Be sure you get five or six be a missionary to six people. God's supernatural work often follows a seasonal pattern. For your gift of $29 or more, we will send you Spiritual Seasons by Evan Horton. Through this teaching, you will discern God's unique seasonal movements and align yourself with Him so that you can receive every promise and provision released by His supernatural grace. You will recognize what season you're in, embrace God's specific path for this time, and flourish in His abundance no matter your circumstances. Also included in this offer is Marilyn's Enjoy Life book. Reading this book is like having a candid conversation with Marilyn about life's different seasons, the good and bad, triumphant and trying, and finding new ways to really enjoy the life God has given you. We'll also send you the Renew Your Mind booklet. We are what we think, so renewed minds result in transformed lives. And finally, we'll send you our Trusting God Scripture card for easy reference to God's encouraging word. God has a good plan for every season of your life. Partner with heaven and watch His purposes unfold. Call or click today to receive this powerful resource. Um, we're so excited, Pastor Evan. Would you pray and minister to our audience on seasons in their life? Absolutely. I want to pray for each one watching right now. And in the name of Jesus, I pray that the Lord would reveal to you the season that you're in. That you won't resist, you won't fight, you won't struggle. But that God will reveal to you his plan for your life through this. That there will be peace. That there will be an understanding in your heart and your spirit that he hasn't left you. He hasn't forsaken you. And that his plan is walking with you and it's going to be fulfilled. That if this is a winter season and it's hard and it's cold that the Lord would guard you and guide you through this, that you would find that warmth from him, nothing else in external circumstances, but within your heart and spirit. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would be sensitive to the voice of God, that you would hear his voice clearly, regardless of your circumstances, regardless of how the season is walking through in your life right now. I pray that the Lord would reveal to you the plan, 
for others in their season, that you be an encouragement to them, that you'll be able to walk with them, you'll be able to share with them and lift them up in their season, that the Lord would continue to bless you, that he would continue to provide for you, that God would open wonderful doors for you in the seasons of life. And I thank you, Father, for what you're doing in each one right now who's watching, that miracles are there, provision is there, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We appreciate you being with us. Make sure you grab your copy of Spiritual Seasons. Massively helpful to connect you with God today.